I wanted a longevity and an anti-aging company, and that is what I created. That's what I needed, and it's what I created, short-term and long-term. If we could just get the soil to be back to where it needs to be, then we'd be really set. Hello again and welcome to Llama, the Live Long and Master Aging podcast. My name's Peter Bowes. This is where we explore the science and stories behind human longevity. This episode is brought to you in association with Clinique La Prairie, the award-winning spa clinic and pioneering health and wellness destination nestled on the shores of Lake Geneva in Montreux, Switzerland. Combining preventative medicine with bespoke lifestyle and nutrition plans, Clinique La Prairie offers a holistic approach to living fuller, healthier, and longer lives. Now, so goes the saying, we are what we eat. The nutrients in our food are really the basic building blocks that all go together to nurture our cells, vital organs, immune system, muscles, and much more. What we absorb into our bodies is crucial to our state of health, indeed our very ability to survive from one minute to the next. But how much do we really think about how we feed ourselves and what can happen when those nutrients are absent from our food or we are unable properly to absorb the vital minerals that we need or perhaps without us knowing it, we're being poisoned by toxins in our diet or the environment that we live in. I'm joined by Barton Scott. Barton is a chemical engineer and nutritionist and the founder of Upgraded Formulas. That's a company a few weeks ago to which I mailed a few locks of my hair with the goal of analysing the mineral status of my body. Back came a 25-page report, which I have here, and we'll dive into that in some detail during this interview. Barton, welcome to the Live Long and Master Aging podcast. Ah, Peter, so good to be here. Thank you. Really good to talk to you. Joining me from the beautiful city of Austin in Texas, one of my favorites. That's right. And I mentioned that report. It is here. It's uh, pretty detailed. It's fascinating reading. We we actually won't analyze all 25 pages, but maybe talk about (laughs) some of the headlines that, uh, as I say, are very interesting. Before we do that, just tell me a little bit more. Give me a a few headlines about upgraded formulas. What kind of company is it and what led you to it? Sure. You could say we're a, a nanotech company. We've applied nanotechnology to minerals, and we test your hair to figure out which ones you need. The minerals themselves actually absorb, which is something I thought should be a thing. <laughs> and I, I desperately, just desperately needed it myself. Uh, see, I started to lose my memory in my mid-20s, shortly after college and towards the end of college. Um and it was really clear about that time we were getting really bad advice on salt and how we should eat less of it. Turns out there's a reason why and money is, is the cause of it. Turns out sugar interests were what funded those studies. They realized one simple truth, which was just a fact and you can test it for yourself if you don't believe it. But when you eat less salt, you crave more sugar. So if you eat virtually no salt, you crave sugar. That's really good for business if you're them. And if they tell you something really scary, hmm, let's see, maybe hypertension, heart-related. Ah, yes, that should work. Turns out that was all just false, bad, and very old data. Uh, so I wasn't eating salt. I was pushing myself really hard as a wrestler um, or had uh, from like 6 through 18 
got into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a, a while, had played football both ways in high school, uh, was just like a lot of people listening, probably just, you know, just a competitive athlete for a long time. And, um, with, with all of these things sort of combined, then I, I made the worst nutritional mistake. I, I wasn't on drugs, but kind of was. Um, it was, it was prescribed to me though. So it felt okay. And I convinced the doctor that I wanted to try it. So, uh, Vivant, similar to Adderall, uh, caused even worse nutrient deficiencies. And I'm a huge proponent against ADD, against ADHD medication and those diagnoses. Uh, it turns out people can't focus, sure, but the reason why they can't focus is not because they are deficient in a medication. And this is certainly really key for anti-aging. Because as you run out of minerals, one of the biggest things to understand, so all-cause mortality, for example, as you run out of minerals towards the end of your life, uh, you, I mean, death approaches you faster. Uh, now, the beautiful thing and probably one of the most hope-inspiring things that I can tell people is that with this system that we've developed, you can, one, test your levels and understand where you are, two, actually be able to move your levels, change them, adjust them uh, with insights from either one of our nutritionists or if you can find someone else that's really well trained in this. I, I've created a course a lot of people aren't uh, trained in this very well. So <clears throat> all of that to say, when you test and then you have products that really work to move the numbers... Um, well, then magic can happen because our whole, I mean, we're elemental. We are the earth in action, you could say. Um, and for that reason, we don't you think it's a brilliant idea to be testing and not guessing? I'm a huge fan of, of testing for, for a vast variety of, of reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, I just like to go back to your childhood mm -hmm. and talk about what kind of childhood it was. And it was interesting, you mentioned you lost your memory at a, a certain stage, and I was curious what the what was going on in your life at that time. It's a, it's a brilliant question, yeah. So that was, I had just lost someone really close to me, uh, my mother, um, and we were really close as a family. And they had raised me kind of as peers. I was one of the last born, so in a small, small town. So... They were friends, confidants, family, you know, parents, obviously, and we were really close. Um, so then that's, that's another thing to talk about, which is any sort of stored emotion where we're overwhelmed, typically it's stored as a, a charge in the body. Those charges, those traumatic incidences, there's ways to, to reduce those. And that's a, a different conversation. Um, but it, there's no doubt that it increases your, what I call burn rate of those minerals. So this something that, that I, I really like to think about is how do we reduce our burn rate or how do we at least match our burn rate and exceed it with nutrients that really absorb? First, we need to test for them. Then we need to absorb them. If we don't have them, what happens though? What happens? Well, fatigue, depression, things like that. Anything in that area happen. And they happen more and more often. And nutrition becomes personality, you know, when you think about it. So if you have too many days in a row like that, then your year is that way. And then pretty soon your life is that way. And people perceive you that way as, as you know, John, the person that's like this. Or 
Kimberly, the person that is like this, that's either like bubbly and gets things done and can follow through or is always overwhelmed and tries, but you can tell like just doesn't get traction. If that feels like you, then there's probably some imbalances and also some deficiencies. And when you, as a young man, Mm -hmm. had problems with your memory, what was the initial response? What did the doctors think? Oh, God. Um, I had enough sense for the most part to to not even consult doctors much because I, I knew really well how those conversations go. I think anyone listening to this a podcast like this knows how those conversations go. So without wanting to waste my time <laughs> with the traditional, well, you're having this issue, take a medication that you're going to, it's clearly just going to deplete more vital nutrients from your body. Just from a, like a deep understanding, I mean, I have a minor in chemistry, physics, math, mathematics, and then, you know, major in chemical engineering. There's not a whole lot of just garbage that can make sense to someone that's gone through those things. Like, it's just not ever going to work. The whole energy created, energy destroyed conversation, that's true for medication too, you know? So we have to be looking at what what effects does this have on us? <laughs> so that that's just something that's really important to understand and, and think about and, and go, well, what else if that's not a solution? So I, I looked I looked at a lot of functional medicine tests is what I did. And I'm a nutritionist now as well. I wasn't then. Uh, so I had a nutritionist call in a bunch of tests for me, worked with a functional medicine doctor as well. And Today, that's the reason why we offer this hair, hair analysis, because of all the tests and all the thousands of dollars I spent, I found that this test was the most actionable. And actionable is what matters. When you get other results back and it's just not clear on what to do, even like the, the insights aren't helpful, or you follow the protocols and the recommendations, maybe it's supplements, maybe it's dietary changes, maybe it's both, and they don't seem to really help much. You're just like, all right, so that was 10, 10% improvement, perhaps. I want to get to 80% improvement. How do I do that? And what is it about hair in particular mm-hmm. that makes it uh, a good subject for testing? In other words, a good part of your body to carry out these tests and get accurate results? It's a beautiful question. The, so well, I'll contrast that with blood, if you'll let me. Yeah. Um, blood is a day's worth of data or less that's that's the reason why the doctor will say or the nutritionist or well usually a doctor <laughs> uh, will say peter please fast before you do your blood work when you come in and and you go well what would happen if i forgot or i didn't do a great job of it or i halfway did it well it turns out your results would be completely wrong and that that points to something and the it's a larger discussion there but what it points to is that really simply the results are too fallible with blood they're too transient and they're too fallible so with hair you get a statistical average of six to eight weeks of data and that provides an average such that you get the standard deviation of each element and we test for 63 different elements so the, the whole universe in your body and this is, we look at ratios that are more important than the, the individual, but we get a thousand times more data than blood. So when we actually pull a sample, it's indicative of what you, Peter, actually have going on in your body instead of what you, Peter, had going on in your body on June 17th, 2021, for example, right? 
Uh, it's not very helpful. The other thing I say is, you know, if you were investing in a company, would you invest in one day of earnings or cash flows without knowing anything else? No, you wouldn't, of course. Uh, so you want an average. Averages are good. They help us understand things because you can have a great day and you can have a bad day. And a lot of people don't like giving blood. And a lot of people consciously or unconsciously get on better behavior like a week before giving blood five days, three days before giving blood. All of this is not good because we want what you're truly doing and what you have been doing so that we can make a change from there. When you say better <laughs> behavior, you mean they change their lifestyle to try to impress the doctor? Yeah, they'll, they'll eat a, like, they won't eat dessert for the three nights before a blood test. I mean, I've, I've done these kind of things too. It's like, it's just human nature and you, you just have to protect against that. Let, let me just throw in, throw in one thought about hair. Your hair is exposed to the environment, mm. to the outside world. Is there any danger that that could skew results? Mm. What if you're a, a firefighter and you live in, you work in a smoky environment? Mm. What if you, I mean, there are many, many different kinds of hair products that people use. And I know you do ask people what kind of products that they use on their yeah. hair. But there are external factors, are there, that could come into play? Yes, there are. Uh, we have some instructions, um, with videos and written instructions when people order a kit on their website and it ships to them, they get that information so they can look at the kit that they ordered on the website and go, okay, so I'm supposed to wash my hair and then dry it and I'm supposed to use a shampoo that doesn't have a bunch of selenium or zinc in it, for example. So like head and shoulders or any anti-dandruff shampoo, like don't use that for, maybe three days, four days leading up to, that will um, keep your results from being skewed. Another t question we get is um, if your hair has been dyed. So that affects only small portions of the test. For example, things like tin, but those aren't the important areas of it. So what I always say is I'd rather have the data sooner rather than later so I can make a decision sooner rather than later. That being said, it's really, really important uh, to not wait and take the approach of, oh, well, I'll wait until my hair grows out and then I'll, I'll sample it because I just dyed it type thing. You want the half inch or so closest to the scalp anyway. And a lot of times that's not dyed at the nape of, of a woman's neck if she's dyeing her hair, typically women in that, that spot. So we also do underarm pubic. So yeah, hopefully that answers those questions. Yeah, it does. And uh, just to explain, it was, as you just described it, a very simple process of uh, just snipping a few uh, inches of, of hair from, as you say, from the temple, from the side of your head and mailing it off to you. And a few weeks later, I received the report and uh, mm. I have it here, a very long report with multiple graphs <laughs> about different uh, components of my, well, of my hair, but extrapolating to my body. What do you do in between me getting the report and you receiving the sample from me? What actually happens to that hair sample that I send you? So it goes off to one of our labs and it goes through a, a process they've had since the 90s. It's super rigorous. And we're, we take the hair, we analyze it, and we look for specifically for heavy metals and minerals. And it's important to look for heavy metals in hair as well, because in blood, because it's us on our best behavior, blood is so mission critical that it is a place that wants to be kept as clean. So if you had an area that you, you had guests coming over and you're like, well, I'm going to clean this area and you do something that a lot of people do, what do you do? You put things in the closet. Okay. 
I've actually never given this metaphor before, but I love it because that is what we do. We shuttle it from our blood into our tissues. So tissues, hair, skin, they're very similar. They grow at a similar rate. And for that reason, you'll find lead, for example, after about 30 days in your hair. You'll find it immediately too, but you'll find it, you won't find it in blood after 30 days, even though you've had a lead exposure 30 plus days prior. 32 days to be exact. So we've seen that in the research. A lot of heavy metals that people commonly see are, are things like aluminum. And then a really bad one is mercury. And a lot of people have had mercury fillings, especially if they're over 50 or so. You really want to go to a biological dentist to have those removed. A normal dentist, I'll say this really loudly, just bold, just italics, all the thing, underline, everything, this in it. A normal dentist does not know how to take mercury out of your mouth. They will put you in harm by doing that. Please look up a biological dentist to have that removed and do that. Definitely do that. Mercury is a thousand times more toxic than anything else on this chart that we'll look at. It's terrible for the body. It causes memory issues, weight gain, fatigue. Uh, I mean, it's a, a neurotoxin of the worst order. Why we decide to put it in our mouth, I don't know. But we test for it and, you know, you can start to pull it out if you have it. Fascinating. So this is already infinitely intriguing to me. And I've mentioned the report that you, you have seen as well. In fact, you've got it in front of you as well. The results of my analysis of my hair sample. As you look, just give me a few headlines of what you can see. So what I see here is reduced thyroid expression. I see uh, metabolism that could be more optimal if you had more phosphorus in your diet. I see adrenal function that could be optim more optimal if you had, in this case, probably both more sodium and more potassium. That would require a couple questions. I see that um, your zinc and copper are quite well balanced. Yeah, they're. I mean, it's quite good. And this is a balance between what you could say is analytical and creative. You can also think of it as masculine, feminine. Copper, when, when you have too much copper, you get into a place where you're creative, but it's ungrounded. It's the follow through is hard. You start five things, you finish none of them. When you have too much zinc, you're highly analytical and you can be highly critical and self-critical. And that can be really, really difficult on relationships, obviously. So personality becomes relationships is something I've said for a few years now. And, um, it's key part of the book I'm writing as well. So there's a lot to delve into that. One thing that you that, that sort of jumps out at me, you describe my metabolic type as slow too. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Uh, it is a reflection of uh, lowered uh, thyroid activity, and uh, that is reversible. That's the beautiful thing. That's kind of a mid-range sort of thing. The worst would be slow four, and then an improvement would be slow one or fast one. That's kind of like the the best spot uh, that's based on thyroid and also adrenal function so whenever the thyroid is low usually the adrenals are also low so in this case one of the supplements i would recommend would be our peak thyroid because it has some key minerals uh, the key minerals really the most important ones for thyroid health uh, we've had people that have told us that they've gotten off of their thyroid medication after some time of taking this 
Obviously, they had to work with their doctor to stair step it down. But sure enough, they started being high in it when taking medication. They didn't, they didn't need it. The gland was producing the hormones it needed to because what are hormones made of? People seem to have forgotten this uh, in all the health discussions that I end up hearing. But hormones are made of two constituents, and those constituents are fats and minerals. So when we identify the exact ones and we are able to absorb them well and take them frequently enough, then that really, you can see how that starts to change things. And the adrenals are, are the same with different minerals. And uh, so those are some areas that I would look at supporting you. Potassium's a bit low. Calcium's a bit high. Uh, magnesium could be higher. Yeah, so th those are some things that could really be great to focus on. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. And and of course, as with everyone, and obviously the older the person, the more likely this is, there are clearly going to be issues in the background that perhaps mm -hmm. there have been illnesses, perhaps there have been mm -hmm. surgeries. So what I'm going to tell you now is that two months before I sent you my sample, I mm -hmm. had my left adrenal gland removed. Wow. Because I had uh, hyperaldosteronism, okay. I was producing too much, six times the, the correct amount of aldosterone, wow. which was causing me to have a low level of potassium, of high sodium, and ultimately high blood pressure. I've had hypertension for the past decade, controlled with medication. Within six days of getting my left adrenal gland removed, my hypertension disappeared completely. I'm now on the low side of normal blood pressure. And my potassium levels came back to the, which were low, which were lower than the standard range, and now within and actually on the slightly higher side of the, the normal range. Wow. Now that may still be leveling out because clearly my right adrenal gland is kind of compensating now for not yeah. having the, the left over secreting mm -hmm. and so i strongly suspect obviously that those that that condition is perhaps skewing the results a little bit with mm -hmm. those factors that you've already mentioned and, and highlighted that sure. are linked to the adrenal glands there's a great book that i i'd recommend that you read uh we don't have enough time to explore it here but it's uh called the salt fix and uh you'll you'll find plenty of studies there to show that hypertension although this is clearly helping you and working for you. Uh, it's just, it's something that you'll be able to ponder. You'll think on, experiment. But more sodium rather than less means that our body works less hard. Our heart works less hard because our kidneys are able to pump 3.2 pounds of salt per day. Uh, so when we're talking about 2,000 milligrams or 4,000 milligrams, that's a, a drop in the ocean. And we're talking about pounds here that it can move. When our salt is really, really low, we actually retain water. We were taught that when we're retaining water, we have too much salt. It's the opposite, right? Because our body is incredibly intelligent. Our body senses that someone is low. And this is, this can be anyone, anyone listening. But it's such an important point that I, I have to rewrite because it's, it's not only misinterpreted, it's mis, it's understood backwards. Uh, so it's inverted. The The truth is, is that everything I just said, plus when you have the ideal amount of sodium, your body produces energy at the right rate at the right time. And when it doesn't have enough sodium, it destabilizes key minerals like magnesium, which you're a little bit low in. If you're not consuming at least 3,500 milligrams of sodium each day, 
then your heart is working harder to keep your kidneys powered than it should be. And your heart sits in a bath of, of sodium and potassium. And that reaction actually causes the initial jump or pump. Magnesium allows it to relax. So you need them. And without them, that you would, we would all die instantly. So it's a very critical balance. And for that reason, we're better off with more salt because the body can excrete salt like that. That's what I'm saying when, that's what I mean when I say we can excrete 3.2 pounds a day. If you take, take in too much salt, bam, it's gone. Body's rid of it. Now, sugar's not the same. Sugar would be the opposite case. Your body will just consume sugar and sugar and sugar and it will push out all these nutrients, magnesium, you'll change the blood pH, calcium, all these, these nutrients that we need. So that's a key point there that is, um, possibly maybe even tough news, but valuable news for everyone listening and certainly important for longevity. I think it's interesting. And, and I really just mentioned my own personal Glad you did. case because yeah. uh, it just, it, it highlights the complexity of what we're dealing yes. with. And, 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 and even in my brief description, I haven't told you absolutely everything in terms of the yeah. biomarkers that uh, mm-hmm. my body contribute to this condition. Everything is, is ultimately linked. And, and with that in mind, I suppose... Mm-hmm. My next question is, if you look at a report like this and you want to take action, is it the best advice that you get a second opinion that you, I mean, I heard what you said about doctors earlier, but that you speak to your own personal physician. I always say to people, don't take any action based on anything that you hear on this podcast, because Mm. no one can possibly know what individuals are going through. And the only proper way to do that is to seek the advice of a, a professional healthcare person. Certainly. Yeah, doctors aren't trained in this test. This test, again, is what I found to be the most vital. So you need to find someone that is trained in this specific test. Because if they're, first off, if they're not testing, then they are guessing. And because of the individuality that you just spoke of. Individuality is key because you, Peter, making corrective actions to results now will have different results in three months. You biochemically will be a different person. And that's why we offer testing on a subscription basis every 90 days. People can come in and just buy one test and see, but a lot of people do it before and after at least. And then the people that get the best results, frankly, do it for several years, like every three months. I do it every two months because if you're not testing, you're by definition guessing. On, on where you are. Now, what I can say is that there are people out there that understand this and that you, if for some reason someone doesn't want to work with one of our nutrition set upgraded formulas with their results, then they can seek those out and try to find them and, and get a good consultation because the consultation is everything. Uh, what we're talking about right now is it's the hardest test in health to understand. I think it's the most valuable. And because of my background in chemistry and my just experience in health, I've been supplementing since I was 13. I've been a nutritionist since I was 24. I just, I loved this. I find it very fascinating. And it, I've, I've just experienced enormous improvements for myself in the last 10 years using this test again and again and again. So it really does tell you so much and you can do other tests too. And I'm a fan of that. But, you know, if you're doing, for example, a Dutch test, we look at adrenal function right here. And it's, again, it's a, it's an average. Like Dutch, you take 
three to four samples and that's in like 24 hour period. So, um, anyway, those are some thoughts to, for people to take with them. I will say that I'll tell a brief story. A friend here in Austin is working with some friends of mine. They're anti-aging doctors. Um, the husband, the husband and wife team, he's a surgeon, lectures all around the world. They're thinking about using our hair analysis in, as part of their practice. In the meantime, one thing that's, that convinced them <laughs> is, or is convincing them is that, uh, one of my friends, came over and he had followed their protocol, spending a thousand plus a month with them, but they weren't doing this test. And he induced a bacterial infection in his mouth. How? Well, he started supplementing zinc, too much of zinc, too often, and it pushed the copper out of his body. This is what I mean when I say it's a delicate balance. And I called it. He had just gotten his test results done, second test he had done with us. And I said, so we talked last time about zinc. I said, are you, you still supplementing that? He said, yeah, I've actually, uh, increased it. They, you know, told me to increase it. I, I love them. I think they give great advice overall, but this isn't clearly, it's not their area and they weren't testing for minerals and heavy metals. I said, well, you know, just kind of over my shoulders, nonchalant. So, you know, well, be careful. You know, you'll probably have a bacterial infection if you're not like, you know, if this goes wrong, if you take it to the extreme. And he stopped for a minute, got really fr- flustered and frustrated. And he said, I spent three days last week having to find a dentist, actually a biological dentist that I now use. So it worked out great for me to fix this bacterial infection in my mouth. So he did develop one because he pushed too much copper out of the body. And copper is a defense, just like zinc is a defense. Zinc is antiviral. Hence, so, or I should say, uh, <laughs> Things like Germax, Purell, those are only antibacterial, not antiviral. So, yeah, they're, it's just, it's important to know these just facts. It's just chemistry. And I think there's a lot of conjecture happening more so in the world now than at any other time. And that's a trend that will probably increase just a noisiness of, of people that don't, that truly didn't, they weren't good at chemistry ever in their life. And now they have, they're speaking. And they have a mic and a podium, whether it's just their like online blog or something, or they're an elected politician or a doctor that has a lot of credibility and no real fun understanding fundamentally of nutrition. Some do, and I'm friends with those doctors and they're brilliant, but they also self-educated outside of medical school because it's medical school, not nutrition school. I just want to drive that point home really firmly for people. Let me, talking of nutrition, I started by talking about food. And I think it's a a common belief that if we eat a nice balanced diet, a nice colorful diet from the avocados to the tomatoes or tomatoes, you would say, or (laughs) the green vegetables, you have a beautifully colorful plate, that you're probably getting all the nutrients and and vitamins, vitamins that you need. Mm. Not true? Not true. Not true. Uh, So our world is much more toxic. So you can think of our bodies. Having to play defense a lot more than it did 300 years ago. Uh, prior to industrial revolution, prior to cadmium in the air from brake dust in every city around the world, prior to mineral uh, or toxic metals like aluminum in the water supply all around the world. That's part of the reason why I use a certain filtration system at my home and. It's, 
we give back to charity water as well because water and the environment is so important to to our health. I think water is the most fundamental thing outside of air that people need. Um, so it's it's my belief that <laughs> I get it. A lot of us have our own favorite charity, but root cause is what I'm always after because root cause solves a domino effect, right? It's just the math of leverage, right? Archimedes said, give me a lever and I'll move the world, a long enough lever and I'll move the world, right? So if we solve water for people, then they can figure out how to solve other things for themselves. And then other charities have more leverage at that point. So anyway, it's kind of a, a tangent, but important one. I think people should check them out. So yeah, a uh, lot of toxins in the environment is really what I'm saying there. And we have to overcome that. And the way you overcome that is with all of these positively and negatively charged uh, minerals that are constituents in our body that we need that our body can't make and that we can't get from our food if the soil isn't rot if the crops aren't rotated they plant the same crop just again and again each year of course the soil is being stripped i mean everything needs time to replenish right so where in where in nature is is nature left to its own and not uh, and a cycle is not apparent right when we interrupt those cycles, we get in trouble. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, you Clearly, over the years, you've had your medical problems. How are you doing now? And <laughs> how are you applying everything that you know to your lifestyle? So uh, how is your energy? How is your sleep? How is your daily routine? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a, a CEO of a really successful company that's my life mission. I feel super aligned with that. Part of that, part of the, for that reason, my, I think my energy goes further because I'm in alignment with my purpose and I truly believe in everything we do. So that's a big, you know, energy suck for a lot of people. Um, and you, you need the energy to, if you're in a place that you don't like, uh, just side note on this, then you need the energy. You need the testing. You need the minerals. So you sleep well. So you can wake up and go, all right, I'm going to work and then I'm going to shift gears. So I can, I have the energy after work to go and do something I love or shift gears after work to f be on a path that I is, is a match for me and a match for everyone essentially, um, in the process. So I, uh, I'll be 34 in a few weeks. And although that came more quickly than I thought it would, uh, I am healthier now than I was at 24. And it's not even close. Believe me, 44 and 54 come pretty quickly as well. I <laughs> enjoy the 30s. do believe you. I 100% believe you. I really do. Like life is better now than it's ever been, I will say. And partly because I have a lot more wisdom now. It's partly because <laughs> my health is a heck of a lot better than it's ever been. Um, I did uh, writing a book on extended fasting and, and minerals and things and a lot of this that we've talked about and f just purely physical stats. I, I think my body fat's lower than it's been since I was, or as low, I think since I was 19, I was wrestling and I finished competing at a really high level in that and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and things like that. And, but yeah, I can feel all my goal probably 18 months ago was to, to feel and then eventually see all, you know, of my major six abs. 
abs or abdominal muscles and i because of what that represents you know low fat what is your exercise regime to achieve that? gosh i i think mainly it's nutrition it's it's great that you asked that it's 80 probably 85 percent that and then moving two hard workouts a week if i'm really well rested the night before otherwise in in speaking of longevity like you're it's not a good idea to work out hard if you didn't rest well a lot of cuts on on the on on the DNA there that you know are, are not good. It's a phrase everyone uses. Uh, listen to your body, but it really works, and it's really important, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. Um, I use the Aura Ring, and I take upgraded magnesium as our first product. I take that nightly, and uh, I take it during the day if I'm ever like overwhelmed or something, or if I have a headache, or if I feel constipated, which almost never happens because my mag levels are really good because that product absorbs really well but i'll notice my deep sleep and my rim sleep that's the main thing i track on that really sophisticated piece of hardware that looks like a normal ring it's a great piece of kit as they would say in the uk <laughs> i do exactly the same it's the first thing it's yet another thing to look at on your phone in the morning yeah but <laughs> it's usually the first i look at yeah it's it's great to know i mean and, and your it improves your intuition yeah so just like testing with our hair test you do 10 of these and your intuition gets pretty sharp yeah the more information the better in terms of longevity and, and essentially that's what we're mm -hmm. all about that's what we talk about in this podcast is it something that you actively think about do you have a vision of your own future in the decades to come i do i i definitely do I, i don't know if this will answer your question but certainly you know as it relates to this i wanted a longevity and an anti-aging company and that is what i created uh it's what i needed and it's what i created short-term and long-term um so yeah if we could just get the soil to be back to where it needs to be, then we'd be really set. But we need to be giving birth to innovators is something I've been speaking about. And that only happens if our mothers ha don't have nutrient deficiencies. If they do, they'll continue to give birth to children that whose brains are underdeveloped. And that can lead to a 20 point or lower IQ from the same child. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's significant. That is just from iodine studies so just one mineral in other words one deficiency imagine 10 which most 90 percent of people have around 10 uh, and that's a stat that's been well researched yeah that being said longevity the correlation i mentioned it earlier but it's worth mentioning again as we as we age if we don't do anything about it our mineral levels naturally deplete decrease we get more offsets so we get more out of balance so we get too much calcium typically and not enough magnesium we get you know like not enough zinc and not enough copper and then that hormone ratio is off um, all sorts of imbalances but when we start to reverse those it's as if we're almost turning back the clock it's not like we're stopping aging but it's like we're expanding the timeline And it does absolutely slow down your aging, for sure. I quite like that phrase, expanding timeline. You, you, you said anti-aging a few times, and I always kind of rail against that because I, I'm not really against aging. I actually am pro-aging. It's just mm -hmm. a use of words, but I, I like mm -hmm. to see aging and the process as a, as a positive, forward-looking process that we can optimize. Mm -hmm.
I do too. I've, it's funny you say that. I've never used that exact phrase before. I should <laughs> take note of it. It's, it's, it is what we do, though. That's why I love it. it. I mean, it's essential. I think it's fascinating. And we could delve and delve into this for, for a long time. But mm. I think we'll, we'll draw it to a close there. I really appreciate your time. I think you're doing, you're doing fantastic work. Thank you for this report, which I shall uh, read a few <laughs> more times, I think, and try to analyze the, the data. Barton, thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much, Peter. This was a pleasure. My pleasure too. And I'll, I'll put a, a link to your company in the show notes to this episode. You'll find uh, those notes at the Live Long and Master Aging website, llamapodcast.com. That's double L-A-M-A podcast.com. In social media, you'll find us at Llama Podcast. You can contact me at Peter Bowes. The Llama Podcast is a healthspan media production. Quick reminder that we're also available now at audible.com. You might listen to books there. You can also download this podcast free of charge. Wherever you find us, do take care and thanks for listening. Beautiful. Beautiful.